Welcome to the People Show. It is Josh Elliott Wolf here with you. No Bick Nazar again today, though he will be on Canuck Central intermissions and post game um, as the Canucks take on the Seattle Kraken tonight in Seattle. And a big, uh, big scratch in the lineup. Andre Kuzmenko not going to play. We'll get into that with Brett Festerling at 3.30 and everything related to the Canucks as well in the second half hour of the show. Plus, guys naming dudes. Looking forward to that on the program. It's going to be a a, a Tim Boyle-themed guys naming dudes. Backup quarterback. So go ahead and get those in uh, now if you want to get ahead of it. We'll do that in the second half of the show today. But we are coming to you live from the Kintec studio, Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintec.net. And you can always text in 650-650. Dunbar Lumber text line, Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Um... So first half of the show, we're going to talk to Gary Gramling, senior editor for The Messenger, uh, and we're going to talk about everything going on uh, around the NFL and also the Thanksgiving games yesterday. Today's game was uh, just wrapped up. The Dolphins taking care of Tim Boyle and the Jets. Is that a surprise? Probably not. Um but what we were kind of talking about off air that we might get into as the show rolls on is, uh, is there a front runner for the MVP in the NFL this season? Because usually by this point, I think there's a couple quarterbacks, maybe a few who have separated themselves from the crowd. You look around, you're like, Hey, like it might be any of these two or three guys, or by now there's someone Usually it's a Patrick Mahomes or like someone of that tier who has really shown that they are the guy this year. They're having they're putting up crazy numbers. And uh, this year we just haven't really seen it so far in the NFL. I just don't know if uh, I don't know if there's a runaway favorite. And if you, you, it kind of boils down to Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, like guys who are on good teams, the best teams in the league right now, leading their conference. But I don't know if, like, uh, Elon Chark, the producer, not in the room right now, but was uh, telling me some numbers comparing Josh Allen to Jalen Hurts right now. And it's not like Jalen Hurts has been uh, amazing at the moment. He's been he's been fine, like he's been good, but he hasn't been otherworldly like you would expect from a team with a record like the Philadelphia Eagles have right now at nine and one. Um, and even the Eagles as a team, they haven't seemed like their, their record certainly seems like they should be dominating. But I think if you've watched a decent amount of their games, I don't know if they're really dominating the tush push. Ooh, that's dominating, but the team as a whole, I don't know. I just don't know if I'm sold really on any team in the NFL right now as like a clear favorite to go on a Super Bowl run. Um, if I had to choose in the NFC, I would probably choose Philly, uh, especially because the NFC right now is just, it's like two two threatening teams and then the rest. 
when you look at the Eagles and the Niners. But even the, in the AFC, like the Ravens have been good, but I don't know if I'm sold on them. The Chiefs have, like, they haven't been the Chiefs that we're used to seeing. And maybe part of that as well, it, it comes down to a team that knows they're going to make the playoffs. They do it every year. They're always going to be Super Bowl threat. Maybe they just don't turn it on until they get closer to the postseason. But so far, it just hasn't, they haven't been very convincing, the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you, you go into the next tier of like the Jaguars, who, I mean, I have a lot of questions about them. You look at the Dolphins, and they are, they haven't beat a good team yet this year. Their three losses have come to the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Eagles. And I just don't know if that's, uh, that's convincing enough for me to put them as a Super Bowl favorite. Uh, and then you get into like the Browns and the Texans and the Steelers and the teams on the outside looking in. The Bills are one of them right now. Like I, it's hard to be sold on any of these teams. Um, but when we to bring it back to the MVP conversation, I kind of think a sneaky good pick is a uh, CJ Stroud with the expectations that were on the Texans this year very minimal. Um, you look at the numbers Stroud is putting up and like watching his games, I admittedly, I hadn't watched a lot of Texans games until, uh, this past week I watched a bit of, uh, what Stroud was doing. And it was like the way he throws the ball is just weirdly very, very efficient, I guess is the word, like a little flick of the wrist and it is down the field. Um, so he's been really, really impressive. And so if it's just a kind of Hey, like based on expectations, this guy and this team have very, very outperformed them to this point in the season. Maybe he's the guy. Or you go to defense. Maybe it's Miles Garrett. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's um like it's always hard to pick a defensive player, though, in terms of you just there's there's only so much impact you can have on a game, right? And this is always the conversation comes back to is the quarterback is always going to be the most important person on that field. And you look at a defensive player and, hey, that they might be head and shoulders above their peers at their position, but they're not going to be the most important player on the team. And to be the MVP for the whole league, I feel like you kind of have to be the most important player on the team and the most valuable player to your team. And very rarely is that going to be a non-quarterback. We even had this conversation last year when uh, Justin Jefferson was going off and the year before Cooper Cup. It's like, hey, this receiver is putting up crazy numbers, record-setting numbers. Why isn't he in consideration? And in the end, it's just like, well, the guy throwing to him was was maybe more important. And, and that's kind of what it comes down to at certain points. Uh, in a few moments, we're going to be joined by Gary Gramling to get into all of this, as well as the Seahawks losing yesterday. Um, a pretty, I don't i don't know if I want to say convincing win, but in the end, it was convincing. The Niners dismantling the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, it kind of felt like a statement game for Seattle if they were going to show that they're more than a team that's just going to make the playoffs. Like they had the opportunity yesterday to move into a tie for the division lead and they let it slip away. And this is a very, very important stretch for the Seahawks as well. I'd been, anytime I'd been on the show, we talked about it. This four week stretch that started last night for the Seahawks is 
the San Francisco 49ers last night. Obviously start with a loss. Then you go into Dallas on Thursday. Then you play the Niners again, this time in San Fran. And then you host the Eagles. This, These are the weeks where you have to show that you're more than just a playoff team. And, like, maybe you don't have to if you're Seattle because you know that you're still going to have growth over the years. But realistically, like, I, I'll expose myself a little bit. On uh, Before the season, I picked Seattle to be the division winner. And uh, I felt pretty vindicated in that for a few weeks there. Niners were struggling. The Seahawks were turning it on. But now it's just – it's it's a little hard to have confidence in this team as it is right now. And maybe part of it has to do with Geno Smith not being at 100%. We'll see how that develops as the season rolls on. But I just uh, – these next three games are going to do a lot to cement what the Seahawks are to me in my mind and, and what they can be when they get to the playoffs because I just – again, I think the NFC is semi-open, but – the Seahawks have to do a lot to prove that they belong in that conversation. Uh, let's welcome in our next guest. He is Gary Gramling, senior editor for The Messenger. Uh, thanks for taking the time, Gary. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we are doing well. appreciate you taking the time on a uh, busy – well, yesterday was busy. Busy week <laughs> of football overall. Um, so Dolphins and Jets just wraps up. The, the main play that everyone's talking about, the Hail Mary to end that first half, uh, is that like the most Jets thing you've ever seen? Boy, I, I feel like the butt fumble will always be the most Jets thing I've ever seen. But uh, if any team was – and look, uh, it never really crossed my mind that you could throw a Hail Mary and, and reach the end – or basically reach the end zone and end up giving, a touch, giving up a touchdown on the play. It's, it's incomplete or it's – you know, less likely caught, but most likely it's incomplete. It's, it's a harmless play. Uh, gosh, never even crossed my mind until I saw that today. Jets finding uh, just new ways to disappoint. Never put it past them. <laughs> They're so impressive. Um, on the other side, so the Dolphins, they, the question, and like they, they had no opportunity to, to prove it this week, but the question that comes up when we talk about them and, and maybe being a contender is like they haven't, beaten any great team so far and their three losses have come to the bills uh the eagles and the chiefs like they they haven't beaten the teams where you would look at them and say hey like maybe this is what you can do in the playoffs where's your confidence level in the dolphins right now uh you know they're better than last year's team and that's not just because uh, obviously they ran out of quarterbacks last year but uh the fact that they haven't beaten the top, you know, contenders across the NFL is is an issue. Uh, the fact that you really, I, I don't want to make this into a Tua thing because everything becomes a Tua thing with the Dolphins, but uh, he hasn't quite. Uh, it, it's a really good system. I don't know if he necessarily elevates the system, and that's what you kind of need at your quarterback come January, February, because you're probably going to run into someone who is going to. Uh, make you have to counter uh, in a way that, you know, we, we see Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow or, or guys like that kind of do it. Tua hasn't done it yet. Uh, granted, he hasn't had a ton of opportunity to do so, so maybe he does it uh, down the stretch. But he even saw today when things uh, – the deeper he has to go into his reads, it becomes something of a problem. Uh, and he just – he's not a big second reaction guy. Uh, those are the things I worry about. And obviously losing Jalen Phillips today is is – 
immense. I mean, Jalen Phillips is the guy who he draws the double teams in that pass rush, and it is a team that wants to rely on a four-man pass rush and sit back and and and, and kind of keep everything in front of them. Uh, if Jalen Phillips is gone, that's a uh, that's a big development here for the Dolphins, and uh, quite frankly, it it's just tough to. Knowing the AFC looks great right now, but it, it's it's just tough to picture the Dolphins knocking off, let's say, the Chiefs and the uh, uh, whatever you know, someone else, the Jaguars, or, or someone with sort of those those superhero type uh, players at the at the quarterback position. You mentioned that no team in the AFC is really standing out right now, and I would kind of say like I know the the Eagles are nine and one, but I don't know if they've been as dominant as their record shows so far. Like, is there a team that you have ultra confidence in when they get to the playoffs right now? Like, it kind of feels like an off year for a lot of teams at the moment. No, you're. I mean, you're absolutely right. There's been no dominant team, and the Eagles are. Look, the Eagles last year were a lot better than the Eagles this year, and and I know the Eagles last year started eight zero or whatever they got to in the end. But uh, to me, the Forty Nine ers are the best team in football. Uh, If they are going to be healthy come January, February, that's the team to beat. Uh, The fact that they're going to have to go through Philadelphia in all likelihood makes that you know something of a something of a a coin toss game once. uh, once that happens there, but uh, that Eagles offense has not clicked in the same way that it did a year ago. Jalen Hurts is not playing nearly as well as he did a year ago. He, he's certainly not a liability, but uh, he has to he has to be better down the stretch here. Uh, he's been less effective with his legs. I think that probably has something to do with this. You know, it, it seems like he has maybe something of a nagging knee thing going on here. Uh, and he just hasn't thrown the ball well. <laughs> and and there's, there's, there's not a whole lot else to say about it. He, I, I think he's seeing things fine. He's just, uh, boy, too many times, especially down the sideline to A.J. Brown, the ball ends up uh, being five yards out of bounds. You just can't have that anymore. Uh, another team that people have kind of looked at maybe want to put into the conversation soon is uh, of being a contender is the Detroit Lions. And we saw yesterday they lose. They didn't look great on Sunday either. Did we maybe move our expectations a bit too soon of what this team can be? Oh, I think we all got a little bit carried away with the Lions. And that's okay. It's fun when the Lions look like they might be really good at football. Uh, it's a team that really, you're seeing their turnover, turnover luck uh, more than regress. I mean, it's, it's going too far to the other side right now. You know, Jared Goff, through a couple of batter interceptions in the Bears game. I think those were problematic. I think the ones you saw yesterday were uh, a little more of the fluky variety. Uh, you know, quarterback fumbles tend – really, any fumbles tend to be that way. Um, it's going to come down to, is Jared Goff going to get hot in the in the playoffs? I, I think you don't put a whole lot of trust in that happening, and uh, this is probably a team that yeah, – I, I think they can maybe win a postseason game, but – uh, can they knock off the 49ers? Can they knock off the Eagles? It just seems uh, incredibly unlikely. They're just not at that level right now. Um, quite frankly, I, I think it has to be a quarterback upgrade that gets them there, uh, or they have to do the 49ers thing where you end up just hitting again and again, and, and you build a super team around your uh, you know, kind of uh, game-managing quarterback there. But I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think it's this year. It's Maybe not next year, uh, but this team is obviously, you know, Lions are, are they're trending in the right direction. We can feel good about that. Uh, local to here, the Seattle Seahawks yesterday uh, with a loss to 
the Niners, um, and they got a few games coming up. Well, like, it's just a really rough schedule. They play the Cowboys, the Niners again, and then the Eagles. Uh, it kind of feels like these next few weeks for the Seahawks are like uh, kind of prove it games for them. What do you what do you expect from them as the season goes on, and and in terms of when they get to the playoffs? Do you think they're a team that can, know, that can hang with these guys? It feels like it's a bit of a crossroads thing now, doesn't it? Uh, you know, was last night kind of indicative of what we're going to see? I thought the offense was – I didn't think it was a big play-calling issue. I didn't think it was uh, a talent issue. I think it was just incredibly sloppy play in the first half from that offense, and they couldn't stay in the field. Uh, the defense we haven't quite seen, and I don't think Leonard Williams is, you know, it, it's not like adding Nick Bosa or something like that to the defense. Leonard Williams is a good player, though. They should be better up front than uh, what we saw. They, they, I, I think it was a combination of running into a 49ers team that's going to do things like that to a lot of defenses, and just the offense having an off night. And, you know, probably Geno Smith's triceps uh, injury doesn't help things. When they get to, you know, look, I'm they went to Detroit and won. I, I think they are right there on that tier with the Lions. Uh, of you know, you look at them and say, okay, if if everything clicks here, come uh, come January, February, can they go out? Can they beat the Eagles and then beat the Forty ers or vice versa? I don't know. That that seems like too tall an order for this team. But you know, can can they win the playoff game uh, in the right matchup? Uh, certainly. But they also are kind of tiering on that level where like. If the Packers get hot or, or some of these other teams that we kind of discarded because they're under 500, uh, if someone gets hot and gets 10 wins, uh, Seahawks might be fighting for the playoff lives down the stretch here. It is the People Show. Josh Elliott Wolf joined now by uh, Gary Gramling, senior editor for The Messenger. Uh, so we talked about teams that, they're, like, Teams aren't really separating themselves from the pack at the moment. Uh, one thing we were talking about before we brought you in was the MVP conversation. And it kind of feels like no no quarterbacks are, are separating themselves from the conversation either. Like, is there – like, who's your pick for MVP at the moment and who's kind of in that conversation for you? Oh, oh man. My, my pick is sit back and wait for Patrick Mahomes to get hot over the last month and make the decision Fair. for us. Yeah. Uh, it's not it, like I, I saw some chatter this week that Jalen Hurst was was a front runner at some sports books. That's 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 nuts to me. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a really good player. He has not played well this year. He is definitely not the MVP. I think maybe Dak Prescott can move into the conversation. I don't think Dak is necessarily a uh, uh, kind of an elite guy, world beater type of guy. I think he's a, a very good quarterback. Uh, but, you know, they they. I guess maybe if they knock off the Eagles, that conversation turns a little bit. But you're right. I, I honestly don't know. I think it's going to be a quarterback. I think it's going to always be a quarterback until they figure out a new way to kind of split up these awards and uh, and recognize non-quarterback play because the position is just too valuable, uh, you know, in comparison to everyone else on the field. But uh, I honestly don't know. I think it's going to be something like Lamar or Patrick Mahomes gets really hot down the stretch. And then we get to, uh, you know, New Year's and we all kind of say, oh, yeah, well, of course it's that guy. Hey, Gary, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, thanks for this. Oh, no problem at all. Always a pleasure. There is Gary Gramling, senior editor for The Messenger. You can follow him on Twitter at Gary underscore Gramling. Uh, Elon, is there a front runner for MVP for you? I know you were uh, you you're not high on Jalen Hurts either right now, hey? No, I think Gary said it best, honestly. we got to wait and see. 
kind of New Year's is that time. Mahomes will put together a stretch of good games. Maybe Lamar will step up. You know, the Ravens have been playing great, but if you look statistically, Lamar has been more of a game manager than what he was in his previous MVP season, mm-hmm. running all over the field, getting touchdowns. So I think it's a wait-and-see game right now. I, I don't have a pick at the moment. It does feel like it's it's we're waiting for someone to like single-handedly win games, and we haven't seen that from any quarterback yet this year. Um Maybe C.J. Stroud. Like, that's why I keep going back to C.J. Stroud is I think people at the end or, end of the year are going to be like, how many games did a quarterback win for a team? And we got a text in as well, like, hey, you didn't even mention Brock Purdy. We're dismissing Brock Purdy as an MVP. How many games is Brock Purdy winning the 49ers? You know? The team as a whole is really, really good. But I'm not convinced that Brock Purdy is the reason they're winning games. And that's why when I look at CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans, like I was not high on them at all going into the season and to see what he's done. It's, it's been really, really impressive. So I just wonder if at the end of the year, we look at it and we're like, Hey, this is the guy that pushed his team as far as it could go in terms of like, if the Texans make the playoffs and they're, they're an actual, like, I don't think there'll be a threat when they get to the playoffs, but if they can hold their own, until uh until they reach the postseason i don't know i I think that's a really impressive season and i would probably put cj stroud as the most valuable player or the the player with the most potential to be the mvp at the moment but elon you mentioned lamar jackson and uh the the sports books do seem to have jalen hurts like sometimes it does come down to hey your team won a bunch of games and uh won the conference, got the bye, you weren't bad, congrats, you're MVP. But I don't know. We'll see. My pick right now, CJ Stroud, but I just love that guy. The way he throws the ball is so cool. Uh, it is the People Show. Josh Elliott will filling in for Bick Nazar, who is uh, away for the show. He will be here for the Canucks game and Canucks post game, as mentioned earlier. Uh, on the other side, though, it is Friday. So Brett Festerling is going to join us, going to get into the Kuzmenko scratch, the Canucks playing the Kraken tonight, and much more on the People Show on Sportsnet 650.